Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference call. This call is provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be your moderator. This call is recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution Service for Media Reuse at www dvidshubnet slash unit slash usace nwd Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. The forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Please note that if you've dialed in using your, uh, the WebEx account and your cell phone, you may be what we call double muted, which is on the computer and your phone. Um, so you may need to unmute both at your computer and your phone. And I'll remind you of that when we get to the question and answer session. Our speakers today are as follows. From the NOAA National Center for Environmental Information, Doug Cluck. From the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Kevin Lau, and from the Missouri River Water Management Division, John Remus, Brian Larson, and Mike Swenson. And then from the Omaha District, the Drought Coordination Monitor, Chuck McWilliams. With that, I will hand the call over to Doug Cluck. Okay, hey, um, thank you, Eileen, for uh letting us come to uh, the core call and welcome to everybody on the call. Uh, my name is Doug Cluck, as uh, Eileen said. Uh, I'm here in Kansas City and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what has happened recently in the um, Missouri River Basin and what, what it's shaping up to look like in the, in the relatively near future. So um, Eileen, let's go to uh, slide one. <clears throat> Yeah, I wanted to uh, give a perspective on the last month. Okay, this came out oh, earlier this week. This information, I should say, came out earlier this week, as it does every month for the for the past month. Um, one thing I sort of wanted to point, a couple things I wanted to point out here was that these, number one, these are rankings out of 129 years. On the left is temperature, on the right is uh, is precipitation. And first on the temperature side, uh, those rankings, the higher that ranking is, the higher that number is, 129 is the highest you can go, uh, is, uh, means the warmer you are. So if you were uh, number one, you'd be the coldest. It would be blue, of course, dark blue, uh, and there's no states in dark blue. Uh, but you can notice in the, in the uh, New England area, all those states, almost every single state there recorded a, a record warmth for January. It, it just stayed warm until very recently, actually. Um, in our neck of the woods, Missouri actually came in at 124 out of 129. So if you lived in Missouri, which I do, uh, you, you actually had a fairly mild January, especially compared to December. The rest of the basin as a whole, was slightly above normal. Now, we'll look at this a little bit more uh, close up, I guess you could say in just a minute. Probably more importantly than, than the uh, 
temperatures was the, the amount of precipitation and where it fell in the basin. Now, this is just looking at similar rankings and the darker the green, uh, usually uh, it does correspond to the higher the rank in terms of precipitation. So, uh, and the higher the number, the wetter you were. So North Dakota, for example, was the 13th driest, whereas Nebraska was 127 out of 129. So it ranked right up there in one of the wettest Januarys they've ever had. One thing I really want to stress, and I'm going to probably do it a couple of times, is that January, sometimes December, January, February, really, all those three months, depending upon where you are exactly in this Missouri basin, are some of the driest months uh, on average of the year. So sometimes it doesn't take that much above normal to be way above normal, okay? Um, let's go to the next slide. Uh, and also notice the other thing I want you to notice there is that from California all the way, you can see it on this one too, California all the way up to uh, uh, Wisconsin there, pretty much, uh, had well above normal precipitation at this time. And it was, it's much needed just about everywhere it got it. So that's, it's, it was good. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Montana, North Dakota, uh, sort of missed out, if you will, <clears throat> on much of that uh, precipitation. So this is looking at the county level using the same ranking system. And I don't have all the numbers for every county. It doesn't really matter. The, darker, the darkest green there indicates it's never been wetter in January. Again, I looked at Valentine, the normal amount of, of, of precipitation in Valentine, Nebraska. If you don't know where that is, it's sort of north, central, northwestern Nebraska. Yeah, she's going to point at it. Actually, it's a little bit left there in Cherry County, that huge county. Right. Anyway, their average uh, monthly precipitation in January is, uh, is less than a third of an inch. It's 30 hundreds. That's normal. So it didn't, it doesn't take that much to be a way above normal. Anyway, those really dark counties that you see there, all of those are record wet. Now, does that really translate into an incredible amount of water? It's going to end the drought in those places. Probably not, because we're still talking about, uh, we're still talking uh, about huge deficits in a lot of those places. Uh, let's go to the next slide. We'll get into this a little more locally. So, uh, Here's what we call the water year from October 1st till now, or more or less now. Uh, I guess we don't have the latest precipitation that fell across uh, uh, the southern part of the basin. But uh, yeah, I had an inch and a half overnight last night in Kansas City. Uh, uh, I know other places could use that. Anyway, departure from normal temperatures on the left, green to dark green to blue is cooler than normal. We're talking two to three uh, up to up to maybe six degrees below normal in some of those blue areas um and the yellow is above but i would say the yellow to that light shading of green is around average in terms of temperature uh during this period um so as a whole the basin especially the upper basin has been cooler than normal if you look all the way back to october october 1st on, on the precipitation side back to the beginning of the water year um, you can still see major deficits uh, across Nebraska, western Kansas, and portions of uh, western South Dakota all the way up into, into North Dakota, even with some of the snows that they've got, uh, have, have received over that period of time. 
Some places in Montana definitely are wet. Uh, Wyoming and, and definitely in portions of, of uh, Colorado, northern Colorado, western Colorado, and have received above normal precipitation, as well as that's, uh, that, 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 that area, if you will, from northeast Colorado all the way north and east into uh, Minnesota and then beyond. So there is, a, there is an area there that got hit over and over and over again with, with big snows. Next slide. <clears throat> this is looking at the same area, but from the beginning of the year. So really a little over a month. So where, um, temperature on the left again, where has it been warmer than normal? Well, across the northern part of the of the uh, of the area of the basin, I would say all the way Montana, you can see the oranges and yellows and all that stuff, and then uh, the lower basin too, much warmer than normal across Missouri. We, we remember we saw in Missouri it was one hundred and it was one hundred and twenty seven or one hundred twenty four, something like that, one hundred twenty four out of one hundred twenty nine. So it, ha it hasn't been much warmer than this uh, in in this period of time. Uh, in fact, we set a record of seventy three on Monday. Uh, crazy. Uh, war, uh, cooler than normal temperatures, again, where you see that that mainly with that area of snow above normal precipitation has been falling um, in January mainly, not so much in, in February, of course, but you can see the green areas where, where above normal precipitation is fall. Uh, I'm sorry, green areas where the temperatures are below normal for that area. On the right-hand side is your percentage of normal precipitation. And that's where you start seeing those, so I would call them almost outlandish percentages. But again, if you're if your normal percentage or I'm sorry, normal precipitation is 30 hundredths of an inch and you get two inches, that really is a lot more. That's a that's a huge that's a couple hundred percent more than what you normally get. Doesn't sound like much. Two inches doesn't sound like much, but in January it is. Okay. How much good does it do? That's a good question too. Depends on how frozen the soils are. Depends on um, uh, sort of pre-existing conditions um, and a few other things. So, what, how quickly that snow melts off, etc. Uh, we'd like a very slow melt. We'd like the snow to um, um, not all melt at once, like it did in 2019. Uh, I'm not, I don't think we're going to see that, at least in the near term, uh, that happening. Um, but also notice where there's a lack of precipitation since the beginning of the year. Again, not the wettest time of year, and we can argue about how much it matters. It does matter, but how much it matters is, is another good question. Okay, you know, it kind of depends on what your interests are, to be honest. Uh, so the lower part of the basin sort of, I'll just say sort of wettish, uh, definitely Nebraska and eastern Colorado and Wyoming, <clears throat> northern Colorado. Okay. Next slide. Uh, there, these are the percentages of normal in terms of snow water equivalent or the amount of snow reduced to water, if you melted it, in the higher elevations that feed the Missouri River Basin System. So uh, again, southern part of the basin, we were just talking about it, uh, the, the percentages are higher. So we're above normal, really, North Platte, um, Parts of portions of Wyoming, and then as you go north, things—I'm uh, not going to say dry out, but they—they're just the, the the percentages are nearer normal to slightly below normal as you go to the north. Okay, um, and and the other image I have there on the right is what what the conditions were a month ago, and they haven't—I wouldn't say drastically changed one way or the other.
See, that's all it took. There's Chuck. Give me a mic check. Chuck McWilliams. This is Chuck. I I hear you, Lima Charlie. Over. All right, great. Thank you, Chuck. All right. Get my notes open. All right. Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri Basin Conference call. This call is provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, including levy sponsors and emergency managers, as well as the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be your moderator. This call is recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution Service for Media Reuse at www dvidshubnet slash unit slash usace nwd Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. The forced mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Please note that if you've dialed in using your uh, the WebEx account and your cell phone, you may be what we call double muted, which is on the computer and your phone. Um, so you may need to unmute both at your computer and your phone. And I'll remind you of that when we get to the question and answer session. Our speakers today are as follows. From the NOAA National Center for Environmental Information, Doug Cluck. From the National Weather Service, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Kevin Lau, and from the Missouri River Water Management Division, John Remus, Brian Larson, and Mike Swenson. And then from the Omaha District, the Drought Coordination Monitor, Chuck McWilliams. With that, I will hand the call over to Doug Cluck. Okay, hey, um, thank you, Eileen, for uh letting us come to uh, the core call and welcome to everybody on the call. Uh, my name is Doug Cluck, as uh, Eileen said. Uh, I'm here in Kansas City, and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, what has happened recently in the um, Missouri River Basin and what, what it's shaping up to look like in the, in the relatively near future. So uh, Eileen, let's go to uh, slide one. <clears throat> Yeah, I wanted to uh, give a perspective on the last month. Okay, this came out oh, earlier this week. This information, I should say, came out earlier this week, as it does every month for the for the past month. Um, one thing I sort of wanted to point, a couple things I wanted to point out here was that these, number one, these are rankings out of 129 years. On the left is temperature, on the right is uh, is precipitation. And first on the temperature side, uh, those rankings, the higher that ranking is, the higher that number is, 129 is the highest you can go, uh, is, uh, means the warmer you are. So if you were uh, number one, you'd be the coldest. It would be blue, of course, dark blue, uh, and there's no states in dark blue. Uh, but you can notice in the, in the uh, New England area, all those states, almost every single state there, recorded a, a, a record warmth for January. It, it just stayed warm until very recently, actually. 
Um, in our neck of the woods, Missouri actually came in at 124 out of 129. So if you lived in Missouri, which I do, uh, you, you actually had a fairly mild January, especially compared to December. The rest of the basin as a whole was slightly above normal. Now, we'll look at this a little bit more uh, close up, I guess you could say in just a minute. Probably more importantly than, than the uh, temperatures was the, the amount of precipitation and where it fell in the basin. Now, this is just looking at similar rankings and the darker the green, uh, usually uh, it does correspond to the higher the rank in terms of precipitation. So, uh, and the higher the number, the wetter you were. So North Dakota, for example, was the 13th driest, whereas Nebraska was 127 out of 129. So it ranked right up there in one of the wettest Januarys they've ever had. One thing I really wanna stress, and I'm gonna probably do it a couple of times, is that January, sometimes December, January, February, really, all those three months, depending upon where you are exactly in this Missouri basin, are some of the driest months uh, on average of the year. So sometimes it doesn't take that much above normal to be way above normal, okay? Um, let's go to the next slide. Uh, and also notice the other thing I wanted you to notice there is that from California all the way, you can see it on this one too, California all the way up to uh, uh, Wisconsin there, pretty much uh, had well above normal precipitation at this time. And it was, it's much needed just about everywhere it got it. So that's, it's, it was good. Uh, on the other hand, uh, Montana, North Dakota, uh, sort of missed out, if you will, <clears throat> on much of that uh, precipitation. So this is looking at the county level using the same ranking system. And I don't have all the numbers for every county. It doesn't really matter. The, darker, the darkest green there indicates it's never been wetter in January. Again, I looked at Valentine, the normal amount of, uh, of precipitation in Valentine, Nebraska. If you don't know where that is, it's sort of north, central, northwestern Nebraska. Yeah, she's gonna point at it. Actually, it's a little bit left there in Cherry County, that huge county. Right. Anyway, their average uh, monthly precipitation in January is, uh, is less than a third of an inch. It's 30 hundreds. That's normal. So it didn't it doesn't take that much to be a way above normal. Anyway, those really dark counties that you see there, all of those are record wet. Now, does that really translate into an incredible amount of water? It's going to end the drought in those places. Probably not, because we're still talking about uh, we're still talking uh, about huge deficits in a lot of those places. Uh, let's go to the next slide. We'll get into this a little more locally. So uh, here's what we call the water year from October 1st till now, or more or less now. Uh, I guess we don't have the latest precipitation that fell across uh, uh, the southern part of the basin. But uh, yeah, I had an inch and a half overnight last night in Kansas City. Uh, uh, I know other places could use that. Anyway, departure from normal temperatures on the left, green to dark green to blue is cooler than normal. We're talking two to three, uh, up to up to maybe six degrees below normal in some of those blue areas. Um, and the yellow is above. But I would say the yellow to that light shading of green is around average in terms of temperature uh, during this period. Um, so. As a whole, the basin, especially the upper basin, has been cooler than normal if you look all the way back to October. 
October 1st. On, on the precipitation side, back to the beginning of the water year, um, you can still see major deficits uh, across Nebraska, Western Kansas, and portions of uh, Western South Dakota, all the way up into, into North Dakota, even with some of the snows that they've got, uh, have, have received over that period of time. Some places in Montana definitely are wet, uh, Wyoming and, and definitely in portions of, of uh, Colorado, Northern Colorado, Western Colorado, um, have received above normal precipitation, as well as that's, uh, that, 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 that area, if you will, from Northeast Colorado, all the way north and east into uh, Minnesota and then beyond. So there is, a, there is an area there that got hit over and over and over again with, with big snows. Next slide. <clears throat> this is looking at the same area, but from the beginning of the year. So really a little over a month. So um, temperature on the left again, where has it been warmer than normal? Well, across the Northern part of the, of the, uh, of the area of the basin, I would say all the way Montana, you can see the oranges and yellows and all that stuff. And then uh, the lower basin too, much warmer than normal across Missouri. We, we remember we saw in Missouri it was 100, and, it was 127 or 124, something like that, 124 out of 129. So it, ha it hasn't been much warmer than this uh, in, in this period of time. Uh, in fact, we set a record of 73 on Monday, uh, crazy. Uh, war uh, cooler than normal temperatures, again, where you see that, that Mainly where that area of snow above normal precipitation has been falling um, in January, mainly not so much in, in February, of course, but you can see the green areas where, where above normal precipitation is fall. Uh, I'm sorry, green areas where the temperatures are below normal for that area. On the right hand side is your percentage of normal precipitation and that's where you start seeing those. So I would call them almost outlandish percentages, but again. If your if your normal percentage or I'm sorry normal precipitation is thirty hundredths of an inch and you get two inches, that really is a lot more. That's a, that's a huge that's a couple hundred percent more than what you normally get. Doesn't sound like much. Two inches doesn't sound like much, but in January it is. Okay, how much good does it do? That's a good question too. Depends on how frozen the soils are. Depends on um, uh, sort of pre-existing conditions. Um, and a few other things. So what, how quickly that snow melts off, et cetera. Uh, we'd like a very slow melt. We'd like the snow to uh, um, not all melt at once, like it did in 2019. Uh, I'm not, I don't think we're gonna see that, at least in the near term, uh, that happening. Um, but also notice where there's a lack of precipitation since the beginning of the year. Again, not the wettest time of year. And we can argue about how much it matters. It does matter. But how much it matters is, a, is another good question. Okay, you know, it kind of depends on what your interests are, to be honest. Uh, so the lower part of the basin, sort of, I'll just say sort of wettish, uh, definitely Nebraska and eastern Colorado and Wyoming, <clears throat> northern Colorado. Okay, next slide. Uh, there, these are the percentages of normal in terms of snow water equivalent or the amount of snow reduced to water, if you melted it, in the higher elevations that feed the Missouri River Basin System. So, uh, again, southern part of the basin, we were just talking about it, uh, the, the percentages are higher. So, we're above normal, really, North Platte, um, parts of, portions of Wyoming, and then as you go north, 
things, uh, I'm not going to say dry out, but they, they're just the, the, the percentages are nearer normal to slightly below normal as you go to the north. Okay. Um, and, and the other image I have there on the right is what, what the conditions were a month ago. And they haven't, I wouldn't say drastically changed one way or the other um, from a month ago in terms of precipita uh, in terms of snow water equivalent. Okay, uh, next slide. And I'm sure you'll see this from somebody else on one of their slides, but uh, this is just looking at lower elevation, plain snow, wherever it's blue, um, gray to blue, uh, we have, we have water on the, or snow on the ground and uh, uh, up to, uh, up to, there are some areas that have up to, I don't know, four to six inches of water equivalent. So quite a bit of snowpack. That's good to see, especially in the east, well, in the eastern part of the basin, I guess you'd say up there, then across Nebraska, we've been talking about over and over again. Um, lack of snow, western Dakotas, uh, eastern Montana, that kind of thing. And I, I would consider that below normal. Um, next slide. Oh, and that, 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 Last slide, sorry, I didn't change the date. I just noticed that it should not be January 11th. That should be, uh, yeah, in the 8th, February 8th. So if you, it's gonna be confusing to anybody who watches this later, but anyway, uh, next slide. So soil moisture is always something we look at that, that sort of is the, I always say this is the, the memory of the system, if you will. Um, it takes a while for water to percolate down into the soil column, especially when it's frozen, right? So um, areas that are red, yellow on the left-hand map are places that are dry. These are not perfect by any means. <clears throat> uh, image on the right is a general sort of depiction of lack of soil moisture where it's yellow and orange all across the plains. So yes, we have made some gains in, in, most, in many areas and we usually do right in the winter um, in early spring. So that's what we want. We want some of the, we definitely don't want that uh, yellow and orange to continue all the way through, um, all the way through the growing season, especially the early growing season. We need to get spring rains to uh, wetten things up. But there's significant areas of soil moisture deficit. So that'll get filled first with rains and snow melt and that kind of stuff before we start seeing a lot of runoff. I think that's the key point here. Next slide. There is the uh, precipitation outlook for the next seven days. That's a total. If you add it all up from every little system that comes through, um, that's the amount you get over seven days accumulated. And, you know, you're looking at the lower basin. Again, it's usually wetter. Um, you see uh, areas up to uh, maybe a half an inch over. Missouri and, and I guess some portions of uh, Wyoming and Col uh, Colorado extending out a little bit into Nebraska and, and Kansas. Um, generally dry across, and, and I'm kind of discounting that least, the, the least green shade, if you will, the light, lightest green shade, as in really not important precipitation, but you can see eastern Montana, the usual areas, if you will, the Dakotas, eastern Montana, really not. Um, not seeing a lot of precipitation over the next week or so. Uh, next slide. <clears throat> so here's the week two, uh, i.e. Uh, 
February 16th through February 22nd outlook. All right, so the eight to 14 day outlook for those dates. Uh, a big, uh, what we call a trough or big low pressure system is gonna kind of sit in the, in the West for a while and spin around there and keep the temperatures below normal, which is probably good for them. Um, and uh, the precipitation outlook, and, and that's a pretty good, that's a pretty high probability of that happening actually from a temperature outlook point of view. And then from a precipitation outlook, uh, we see that most of the Missouri Basin, <clears throat> Missouri Basin states are covered in a light green. And if you get farther enough north and west, it, 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 it's a little darker, but that's just a higher probability. Um, nonetheless, those are, those are not strong probabilities that we're going to be wetter than normal during that uh, week two period, but at least it's saying that there's a, there's a probability of being wetter than normal as opposed to being drier or near normal, uh, which extends into uh, some of the severest droughts areas in, in um, Kansas and such in eastern Colorado. It's, uh, could be worse, I guess, is what I'm trying to say there. So chances for precipitation. Um, below normal temperatures, which is good. We need more snowpack, all that stuff. Um, next slide. I think it's February, right? Yeah, the February outlook <clears throat> still uh, hangs on to that below normal, which is at this point um, pretty easy to forecast since it's going to likely to happen anyway. Uh, below normal to our west or to the west, some of you. And then um, the precipitation outlook for above normal across the northern tier, I guess you'd say, of states. Not strong, again, not, not very high probabilities in, in, until you get to the Ohio Basin and, and lower Mississippi. Those are, those are pretty good. Those are pretty good probabilities of, of, of lots of moisture over that way. Um, and then equal chances of, above, below, or near normal for, for the, the rest of us, if you will. Let's move on to February, March, and April, which I think is the next one. Uh, yeah, so this hasn't necessarily panned out. It sort of did in December and maybe in November in terms of La Nina and its influence on the temperature and precipitation pattern. <clears throat> January wasn't that way. Uh, did not did not adhere to this pattern very well. But since we have La Nina and it's still and it's weakening. Um, this is the pattern that uh, forecasters are, are still holding on to in terms of what they think may happen. So the northern part of the basin, again, below normal, better chances for below normal <coughs> uh, temperatures and for precipitation as well. Um, and then the, I guess the only other kind of, I say interesting or not good thing really, is that dry tongue sort of coming up out of the, the southwest into Nebraska and in, in Kansas and eastern uh, Colorado for that matter? Um, really, that area does not need more uh, dryness, if you will. So um, that's the seasonal outlook. Let's go on. To the next slide. Okay, so the drought status on the left. You can still see those areas in red and dark, dark red, which are D3 and D4 being extreme exceptional drought in Nebraska into, into Kansas, uh, and a little bit left in Montana. And then kind of almost the entire basin, well, a lot of the basin anyway, covered by at least abnormally dry conditions, not necessarily dry, but uh, 
on, um, I guess you'd say hedging towards the dry side, if you will. And, it, you know, sometimes we'll walk outside and our feet will get wet or we'll walk in mud and all that stuff. Well, yeah, the surface can be awfully wet, but it doesn't really mean after six months of dryness or three years of dryness, we've really made up for it in the soil column. So it's, it's sometimes it's hard for people to understand that. Um, so that's, I guess that's why I'm trumpeting um, the fact that it's going to take some time to get out of our drought. Uh, on the on the right hand side is the outlook for drought. Whoop. Uh oh. Am I still in? Hello. Is the screen or something? I still hear you. Okay, I don't see the screen, um, but I can you see the screen? Oh, wait. Okay, there I go. I fixed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah, the drought outlook is for basically Nebraska South to stay in some form of drought through at least April 30th. Uh, the areas to the north, uh, they do see some recovery in that green and, and sort of grayish, grayish areas. Uh, that's the outlook for drought uh, for the next three months, more or less. Um, next slide. Okay, so the key points here is that we're currently in a La Nina uh, situation, but it's quickly transition, tra transitioning to neutral, a neutral condition, uh, either this month or next, very likely. Um, Plains snowpack is still decent. I, uh, I'll be interested to hear what Kevin and uh, the Corps say in terms of, uh, of their uh, assessment of that. And then uh, mountain snowpack, uh, I'd say near average, uh, north uh, and above as you go south, or at least above, uh, increasing as you go to the south uh, in the Missouri Basin. Um, and then the outlook, short-term outlook, generally temperatures uh, below normal west, uh, near normal uh, east, and then precipitation <clears throat> uh, slightly favored above normal in almost all areas except Kansas. Not a strong leaning one way or the other precipitation, by the way. Um, and then the longer term, I'd say out to seasonal, is increased chances of below, below normal temperatures, again, north, and pretty much equal chances in terms of temperature elsewhere. Uh, precipitation, uh, mainly enhanced or above normal uh, to the north and west, and then um, some below, below normal chances in the central plains, as I said, Nebraska south. If you want to hear more in the latest update, which is not on here, it will be out on February 16th. Uh, you can go to that webinar and listen to Becky Bollinger from the state of Colorado sort of talk about the whole north central part of the U.S. And I think that's all. And so thank you, everyone. As always, thank you, Doug. And we'll hand it over to Kevin Lau. All righty. Thank you, Eileen. And good afternoon, everyone. As Doug mentioned, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I, too, wish to thank the for inviting us to participate. As, as Doug has already said, a lot, of, what a, a lot of what I'm going to be saying is probably a repeat of what Doug has already highlighted, but the main headline uh, for the basin continues to be the ongoing drought. The uh, past three water years, water year 2020, water year 2021, and water year 2022, which covers the period October of 2019 through last September, was the 10th driest three-year period in 125 years of, of record keeping. 
And the latest drought monitor is, as Doug showed, um, that was released this morning shows 63% of the basin is categorized in drought. And a, a good illustration of that is that there's only been two precipitation driven flood events within the Missouri River since October 1st. So for water year 2023, thus far, we've only had uh, two floods, both of which were, were uh, minor floods in, in uh, tributary Missouri. But the almost complete absence of flooding for the past four months is quite telling. Snowpack conditions in the mountains can be generally categorized as being near normal. The exception of this would be the North Platte Basin, where we have an above normal snowpack. By this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated about 70% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains. The February water supply forecast issued by our office uh, was issued last week. And this latest water supply outlook for the period April through September indicates a below normal mountain runoff year for all but, again, the North Platte Basin. We are outlooking an above normal mountain runoff year for the North Platte. As Douglas mentioned, there is an appreciable plain snowpack that still exists primarily over the Milk River Basin across the state of North Dakota, the eastern half of South Dakota, Northwest Iowa, and portions of Nebraska. Despite the below normal stream flows, um, this fall and winter river ice action has already presented some challenges within the Missouri River uh, Basin this winter. River ice has resulted in elevated stages along the Gallatin River in Montana, the South Fork Shoshone River in Wyoming, and along the lower reach of the North Platte River in Nebraska. Thus far, impacts from these western area freeze-up jams have been minor and localized. The bitter cold snap that draped the basin in mid to late December also resulted in two ice jams along the lower reach of the Missouri River itself, one uh, along the Iowa-Nebraska reach and the other below Kansas City. Neither ice jam, of course, resulted in flooding, but both resulted in record low stages being set downstream of the respective jams. Freeze up and, I and break up ice jam flooding will continue to be a risk over the next several weeks. Our latest 90 day or three month river outlooks were issued this morning. The results are shown on this graphic on this slide. The 400 plus locations um, that we forecast across the basin are represented by these colored dots. Green dots mean that we expect no flooding between now and mid-May. Orange, red, and purple indicate a better than 50-50 chance for flooding uh, over the next three months. Risk for flooding between now and mid-May is dependent, of course, upon the timing and location of any plains snowmelt rain on snow events, and rain events. And since this outlook goes through early May, thunderstorm activity is likely in the latter half of this outlook period in the southern portion of the basin. And springtime flooding in the southern portion of the basin, which means eastern Kansas and the state of Missouri, southern Iowa, is driven by convective activity. So we do expect uh, uh, springtime flooding in this area, and that is typical for the lower basin. 
And as I mentioned earlier, ice jam flooding remains a possibility throughout the winter, especially in the northern and western areas um, of the basin. And ice jam flood risk is not illustrated on this graphic. In summary, then, we are projecting a lower than normal flood risk across the basin this spring. But even with this lowered flood risk, we do expect some flooding. Specifically, we're expecting minor flooding along the North Platte River in Wyoming, the James, Vermilion, and Big Sioux Rivers in South Dakota, the Little Osage in Kansas, and the Little Osage, Sheraton, Marmaton, and South Grand Rivers in Missouri. We're also projecting moderate level flooding along the Grand, the Blackwater, and the Lamine Rivers in the state of Missouri this spring. And the Missouri River itself below Kansas City could see a couple of locations go in and out of minor flood again due to thunderstorm activity this spring. Again, this projected flooding in eastern Kansas and across the state of Missouri is not at all unusual for this time of year. It is actually more unusual that we haven't had flooding as yet. The National Weather Service issued its first spring flood outlook this morning. And you can see the full report at that URL or that link there at the bottom of this slide. Thank you. And this concludes the National Weather Service flood uh, potential brief. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. And I'll turn things over first to John Remus, and then he'll pass uh, the presentation over to his staff. John. Thank you, Eileen. And uh, thanks again to uh, Kevin Lau and Doug Cluck for their insights. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System. I will provide general remarks and then I will turn the discussion over to my senior staff for more detailed information. I want to again assure everyone in the basin that the Corps of Engineers remains fully committed to our flood risk reduction mission, protecting people and businesses when we can from significant runoff events that pose a threat to human health and safety. Floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions. This includes ice-induced flooding during the winter freeze-in and spring breakup periods. Also, widespread thunderstorms in the lower Missouri River Basin can and do occur. Runoff from large storms in the lower basin cannot always be mitigated by the operation of the mainstream reservoirs. Further, it is important to understand that their volume, timing, and location in which runoff enters the system significantly impacts the timing and amount of releases from the reservoirs. Each runoff season or flood event is unique. Care should be given when comparing one, to, one event to another. The 2023 upper basin runoff is forecasted to be below average for the third year in a row. Ryan Larson and Mike Swenson will provide more details as to how this will likely impact operations of the system. But basically, we are anticipating continuing our water conservation measures into 2023 and possibly longer. Conservation measures include reduced flow support to navigation and minimum winter releases. The Corps of Engineers understands the importance of the Missouri River in providing water for irrigation, municipal, and industrial uses throughout the basin. We try to operate the system to meet the water supply requirements of the basin to the extent reasonably possible. There is presently and will be adequate water in the reservoirs and in the river reaches between the reservoir systems and below the system to serve water, all water supply needs. I want to remind everyone that the Corps of Engineers does not provide or guarantee access to the water 
Maintaining access to the water is the individual facility owner-operator's responsibility. In mid-December, releases from Gavin's Point Dam were in increased from the minimum release of 12,000 CFS in an attempt to mitigate some of the effects of the relatively sudden and severe cold temperatures across the lower basin. We again increased releases in late January in anticipation of another cold snap. As the cold weather moderated, we have reduced releases back to 12,000 CFS just this last week. We will continue to monitor river conditions and weather forecast and make operational adjustments to the extent possible. We will continue to meet our statutory requirements to operate the Missouri River Mainstream Reservoir System for its authorized purposes, as described in the Master Water Control Manual. We will also continue to comply with all laws and the provisions of the 2018 Biological Opinions. Lastly, the runoff forecast and projected pool levels that, run, that Ryan Larson and Mike Swenson will be discussing are based on the best available information. Actual conditions may vary. This concludes my opening remarks. Thank you very much. I will turn the discussion over to Ryan Larson. Thanks, John. Moving to slide 19. This graphic depicts the annual runoff for the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa for the 125 years of record keeping with the long-term droughts shown in brown. The 2023 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, which is highlighted in red, is 21.1 million acre feet or 82% of average. Moving to the next slide. The below average runoff forecast for 2023 reflects the current drier than normal soil moisture in much of the basin, near average mountain snowpack, and slightly above average plain snowpack. As seen on this slide, we are expecting below average runoff during the high runoff periods of March through April, typically when the plain snowpack melts, in May through July, typically when the mountain snowpack melts. Next slide. Drought conditions are still present over much of the basin with areas of improvement and deterioration occurring in portions of the basin. Comparing the drought monitor from February 1st, 2022 to the drought monitor from January 31st of 2023, drought conditions have worsened in western portions of the basin while drought conditions have sorry, improved in western portions of the basin, while drought conditions have worsened in eastern portions of the basin. Overall, the basin has seen relatively no change in the percentage of the basin experiencing some form of abnormally dry or drought conditions. However, the severity of the drought conditions has improved as shown in the percent change at the bottom of this slide. Moving to slide 22. As Doug mentioned earlier, there is still widespread plain snowpack covering most of North Dakota and eastern South Dakota. While the snowpack typically melts from March through April, above normal temperatures over the last few days cause portions of the snow, snowpack in Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota to melt around a half inch to one and a half inches of snow water equivalent or SWE. Due to the dry soils, the snow melt only caused slight rises in the rivers. Even though portions of the snowpack melted, most of the Dakotas are still covered with one to three inches of SWE with smaller areas of four to five inches of SWE. Next slide. Mountain snowpack is accumulating at a near average rate in both reaches above Fort Peck and Fort Peck to Garrison. The mountain snowpack in the above Fort Peck reach is 104% of average. The left graphic compares the current year's snowpack for this reach to the highest and lowest peak snowpack over the last 30 years, occurring in 2011 and 2015 respectively, 
as well as the average snowpack for that reach. The mountain snowpack in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach is 97% of average. The right graphic compares the current year snowpack for this reach, the highest and lowest snow peak snowpack over the last 30 years, occurring in 1997 and 2001 respectively, as well as the average snowpack for this reach. It is important to note that over 60% of the typical accumulation period has elapsed and the mountain snowpack typically peaks in mid-April. In summary, the 2023 calendar year runoff forecast is 21.1 million acre feet, 82% of average. I will now turn it over to Mike to talk about operations. Okay, thanks, Ryan. Uh, as John mentioned earlier, Gavin's Point releases are currently at 12,000 CFS. Releases are expected to remain near that rate through February, but will be adjusted as needed due to cold weather. Garrison releases are currently at 23,500 CFS. Releases are expected to remain at that level through February, downstream conditions permitting. Moving on to the monthly studies or monthly simulations, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Ryan just discussed due to the variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months. We also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. So uh, turning to slide 25 here, system storage is currently at 45.8 million acre-feet, 10.3 million acre-feet below the base of the annual flood control zone. Next slide. Uh, moving on to the next slide here and looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck, Garrison, and Oahe are currently 15.3, 10.4 and 15.3 feet below the base of their respective flood control pools. The reservoirs will start this year's runoff season approximately 12 to 15 feet below the base of their flood pools. Uh, you can move on to the next slide. And we'll move on to the navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and in combination with the bank stabilization and navigation project to help provide the downstream navigation channel. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is typically based on the March 15th system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing minimum service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. For the minimum service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from approximately 24,000 to 29,000 CFS. The service level for the remainder of the navigation flow support season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1st system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would continue at minimum service after the July 1st storage check and there would be a shortening of the normal eight-month navigation flow support season of 17 days. Energy generation at the main stem dams under the basic simulations uh, for this year is 7.6 billion kilowatt hours. The long-term average is 9.4 billion kilowatt hours. And moving on to the last slide here, 
This shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown at the top of the slide. The webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. That concludes my comments. I will turn it back to Eileen. Thank you, Mike. And I'll hand it over to Chuck McWilliams for an update on drought coordination in the Omaha district. Chuck? Thanks, Eileen. And uh, yeah, I'm Chuck McWilliams. I serve in the operations division of the Omaha District of the Corps of Engineers as the drought response coordinator. And we'll go to slide 30 and uh, provide a quick update of the work that the team completed in 2022, because that's going to serve as a template for the initial planning for 2023. Now, the bulk of the work executed last year was focused generally on uh, several boat ramps along Fort Peck Lake and Lake Oahe. That was to ensure low water access remaining at those locations. Silt removal and restoration or enhancement of temporary roads, such as gravel placement, those were the key elements in these actions. And the picture in the top right, that was taken from Walker Bottoms Recreational Area. That gives an idea of the work that was involved. Now, at Fort Yates Recreational Area, that's pictured in the bottom right of the slide. Our team also installed a temporary boat ramp extension, and that was due to low water conditions at that location. Now, with greater shoreline exposure, that also increased the threat of several invasive plant species or noxious weeds, and the team executed a work plan to mitigate their impacts. That was built upon plans and lessons learned during the extended drought in the early 2000s. We anticipate similar efforts will be required in 2023. Now, going forward, we'll continue to monitor for additional drought impacts through our enhanced coordination with interagency, federal, state, and tribal partners. And while the Corps is not authorized by Congress to perform operation and maintenance activities on water intakes, we may provide technical assistance to a local community facing an emergency as a supplement to state and local efforts. With the potential for ongoing or worsening drought conditions to persist into 2023, the Omaha District remains vigilant and is prepared to execute drought mitigation efforts throughout the region in support of tribes and stakeholders. Once again, thanks for your time. Eileen? Thank you so much, Chuck. And just in case anybody from Kansas City is on with an update, of give you time. I didn't I didn't anticipate that we would have someone from Kansas City on, but just in case. Okay, so we will hey. move to, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I'm on Eileen uh, for questions if anybody has anything for Kansas City District, but uh, no updates for the group today, thanks. Is that Mike? Yes. Okay, thanks Mike. So if when we get to the question and answer session, there are questions related to activities in the Kansas City District, we do have somebody available to answer your questions. Thank you, Mike. And Mike is with the um, Emergency Management Office in the Kansas City District. All right, so we'll move to the question and answer session. What I'll do right now is just provide, let you know that the next update will be March 9th. For those of you who are going to ask questions, these are the speakers who will be answering your questions. Right now I have that we have 61 participants on the line. Uh, I'll field questions in alphabetical order by state. Please be sure to state your name and the organization you represent before asking your question. Again, you'll need to press star six to unmute your line and you may need to press to unmute from your computer as well as your phone. 
Okay, so starting in alphabetical order, state of Iowa. Kansas. Missouri. Montana. Nebraska. Yeah, hi, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Just a, hi, this is probably for Kevin. Do you have any more information that you can provide on the ice jam upstream of Omaha? You know, has it disintegrated much? How close are we up from being out of the woods, that kind of thing? Anything? Hey, Nancy, uh, this is Kevin. Actually, I would like to toss that back to, to John or Ryan. Okay, they thank eyes you. on it better than me. Uh, yeah, thank you, uh, uh, Kevin and uh, Nancy. The uh, the ice jam uh, or the ice cover upstream, just upstream of Omaha, is still there. Uh, we have seen a little bit of, uh, of deterioration of that ice jam. Uh, the situation is stabilized uh, there. We, we feel we can get enough water under the ice to service the municipalities uh, here. Um, I don't think uh, that's going to go away anytime soon, even with the moderate temperatures. It's just a lot of ice there. Uh, to answer your question, are we out of the woods yet? I would say no, not till the ice is completely gone, but the risk is greatly reduced. Okay. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Any other questions, State of Nebraska? And moving to North Dakota. South Dakota. Eileen. Yes. This is Jeff Dooley from Dakota Dunes. I got a maybe a question for the Omaha Corps. <clears throat> you know, okay. general generally we've heard uh, you know the mountain snowpack is average to above average. The plain snowpack is average to above average. Generally, we could just maybe call it average. Um, the um, that average uh, mountain snowpack, the first component of the runoff. Um, if average is twenty five point seven, and you're only estimating twenty one point one for the year, where are you um, taking runoff out of the equation? Is it rainfall in the summer, or is it um, the the dry soils, or what exactly is the process there yeah, that's for john i would say yeah this is ryan with the uh, missouri base water management it's primarily because of the dry soils right now we are paying attention to the outlooks there just isn't a, a good indication of above normal precip right now to give that extra bump that would kind of counteract that dry soil and and does that change your operation oh, outlook at all i mean to have it at 21.7 as opposed to 25 or 21.1 as opposed to 25.7 or is it just too early to, to make any of those decisions right now uh, we're anticipating uh, being in a water conservation mode just based on the uh, the deficit of storage that we have right now 
in order for the runoff to change or the runoff forecast to change our operation mode, we would have to be predicting a, 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 a need to evacuate flood storage, which we just don't need to do because uh, Mike mentioned we're going to have uh, probably about a 10 million acre feet of conservation storage in addition to the uh, already 16.3 million acre feet of uh, flood storage. So even with a normal runoff forecast, we would still be operating in it with a uh, deficit of storage. Okay, thank you. I, I don't know if this clarification helps or not, and John, you can uh, explain it more thoroughly, but as we were discussing, uh, last month that, you know, during flood operations, we often talk about what flows in must flow out, but when we are re recovering from drought or when we are operating in drought conservation measures, it is not what flows in must flow out. It's we're getting back to that um, base of the flood control pool as far as storage goes. Well, that's correct. And when we're evacuating flood storage, uh, we, we try to evacuate that on an annual basis. When we're recovering from a drought, we may not release as much as, as comes in. We, we, we try to save some of that back to re, uh, replenish the bank account, so to speak. Thanks. Uh, any other questions, South Dakota? And Wyoming. And any final questions or people who had a hard time getting to the unmute button? With that, I will let John offer any closing remarks. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, just one thing here. Uh, I do want to, uh, well, first of all, thank everyone for getting on that got on today. Uh, secondly, I just want to kind of a save the date announcement here. We will be conducting our spring public meetings the week of April 3rd uh, based on uh, projected basin conditions and system conditions. And in an attempt to reach a greater audience, we will be altering the schedule a little bit. On April 3rd, there will be a morning meeting in Poplar, Montana, and an evening meeting in Bismarck, North Dakota. On April 4th, there will be a morning meeting in Fort Pierce, South Dakota, and an afternoon meeting in Lower Brule, South Dakota. On April 5th, there will be a morning meeting in Smithville, Missouri, and an evening meeting in Bellevue, Nebraska. And on April 6th, there will be a morning meeting in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, times and venues will be posted uh, as the details become finalized in the next uh, few weeks, but just wanted to put that out there. We do encourage people to come to these meetings uh, and uh, share your thoughts on uh, the operation of our system. With that, I'll turn it back to you, Eileen and everyone have a good day. Well, that concludes today's call. We'll talk to you again next month. As always, if you have questions, please contact us through our inbox. Thank you.